This is the Three to Win Podcast, sharing optimal steps to win your day, month, and year. Your money and your life are like crossroads, and when they meet, true success can be discovered. Our Real Talk conversations are about creating fulfillment throughout your life's journey. And now, here is the Life Architecture team. Hey everybody, welcome to the 3 to Win podcast. I am Rich and we also have on board this ship of wonderment. Is that a word, wonderment? I don't even I know think if that's so. a word. If it's not, it is now. But you've got John, Matt, and me, Rich. We are so excited that you're here. If this is your first time joining us, welcome aboard. If this is like your third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh, thank you for staying with us. We have been looking forward to this podcast. We want to kind of go back. We're going back in time. We're going to go back to some stuff we talked about in one of our very first podcasts. You know, the whole point of three to win was not just because there's three of us, because it's not about that, but it was this whole concept of how do you get better? How do you make progress? How do you just step up your life a little in every single way? And we, we jokingly one day were talking about, gosh, if we just did three things every day to make life a little bit better. You know, if you think about that three times 365, that's like a thousand ninety-five things a year that you could do to make your life a little better. And, you know, John and Matt are in the finance world and Matt jumped on board and said, Hey, you know, that's cool. 1095. That happens to be like in, in finance and taxes. That's the healthcare form. And it was like, wow, how symbolic of, you know, making your life, your health, your existence better. It's, it's just all coming together. It's like the universe looked down at our podcast and went, boom, here's an idea. So we want to kind of get back to that concept and give you guys, and, sh- and first of all, share with you guys what we're doing and some of the things that we do, um, and maybe just kind of riff a little bit on that idea. So three to win. So how can you win your life? How can you win your money? How can you win your relationships? How can you win your health? All of these things are tied together in this amazing tapestry, if you think about it, in this beautiful macrame of life. You remember macrame? Are you guys too young to know what macrame is? I, I feel like every show you introduce a word that, or something from the I, past that John, I don't John, know what it, you're talking about. It's a nut. A macrame is a type oh, of nut. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a macrame no. out of... No, it is not a nut. Is that However, not what it is? no, macrame was a type back in the Dizay, oh. way back in the 70s, people used to do macrame. It was a form of like, I would guess you would call it was like knitting. And they would like knit together rope and you'd make like plant holders. On their bark lounger. Like, very, I like could, yeah, on their bark like lounger. Yeah. So everybody, your assignment for the day after this podcast wraps up is to go go on Google, look up macrame, go to images, and you will be transformed. We, we could do we could do a short form podcast of just like Rich's word of the day. That could I really want a macadamia cookie right now. I just want, I want a cookie. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will macrame you a cookie box holder to put your macadamia cookies in. So anyway, also we want to say welcome because a lot of folks that have, have jumped on board on three to win come from my world of TikTok, which I love being on. I'm memento vivere forever on there. So if you are my TikTok friends, because that's a lot of you guys, we're so grateful for you. So many people have been so kind and so wonderful, but we know we've got people from all over. We've seen people from Australia, from Indonesia and from India and from the UK and the United States and Canada. So welcome to everyone everybody. We just want to say that. Thank you for being here. And we are so grateful. So we're going to jump right into this. So you know what, um, John, I'm going to jump to you because I think your three things, especially one of them, I find super intriguing. I'm not going to say which one, um, but I want to jump on board with talking to John right out of the gate. John, sure. what, like, what your three things that you try to do 
every day to make your life a little bit better. I, what I love about them is they're, they, they remind me a lot of you. They're simple and yet beautiful. Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, can I also give a shout out to my TikTok fans, all seven of you, who are hopefully <laughs> listening to this show. I love you guys. Thank you so much, mom. Thanks for following me on TikTok. Um, yeah, so uh, we, 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 when we were talking about the creation of this show, we kind of wanted to revisit the whole three small steps a day thing to, to help you achieve some of these goals that can ultimately, you know, can change your life. And, and for me, I focus in yearly stints. And then Matt and I have actually spent a lot of time in our business focusing, focusing on the next 90 days at a time. So we call them quarterly rocks, like within our company, important things that we want to, that we want to be achieving. But, you know, I, I, I created this list at the beginning of the year and it really is just to make a better version of myself. I wanted it to be simple and there are certain days where I do certain things that are a little bit harder. Like if I, if it's like an exercise day, like weightlifting or weight training or whatever, but these three things that will help me for me anyway, attribute to my long-term goals are simple and achievable. I think for me, it's one drink, one gallon of water a day. The second one is read 10 pages of a book per day. Any book, doesn't matter. Just read 10 pages. But the goal is to intently read 10 pages, not like just speed read. Like I want to read them, highlight, take notes, think about it. And then also eat greens three times a day, which that one sounds easier than it really is. And it, you can't do like green Jolly Ranchers. It's got to be like healthy greens. Like that. Oh, man. I know. You know it's so, so funny for some of our Southern friends. At first, it sounded like you said eat grits every day. And I'm sure there's a lot of people from like the South. All my friends from the South were like with cheese or with butter because, you know, that's like how you roll, right? So I think grits what, could be healthy, but without those things. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. But so greens. <laughs> so give me an example of like greens. Like you just mean Well, like, like in the morning, like cooked or, spinach, which is gross, but like you know, you can put like an entire thing of spinach in a skillet and it boils down to like three leaves. So Popeye doesn't think it, Popeye didn't think it was gross. Yeah, true, yeah. but it is. So spinach, avocados, um, those are like, the, for me, those are the two, you know, like green beans with dinner or something. It's just something with my meal that also happens to be green and healthy for me. I and I just, yeah, I avoided it for so long that I knew these are healthy. And this is a much better like food to fill me up as opposed to eating you know, like a baked, but like a loaded baked potato. This is also coming from the guy who I have physically watched eat an entire bag of Cheetos before. So <laughs> yeah, 2019, John, you did, but not 2020, John, because I'm eating greens three times a day and drinking a gallon of water, which but the you water go- thing is hard too. But I was going to ask you that. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? Do you break, do you break that? Do you just like have a gallon jug that you swig from or do you, how do you break it down? Like a What's power it? lifter. I just walk around with my gallon all day. Hey, dude, this is my water jug. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually, so I do have a gallon that I, I pour it in like a cup, but that's like the metric for me to measure if I did it. And some days at the end of the day, I'm like chugging water and then I wake up four times in the middle of the night to go pee. But I need to hit that goal. Like that's, that's just my thing. I want to achieve these three things a day. And, you know, it's important for me. Well, I want to, I want to just stop and I want to stop, drop and pay attention to that because that's very symbolic how you get anything done, right? Like, you know, oh, I just saw you pick up a glass of water. As I was saying that those of you all can't see this, he literally just picked up a glass of water because he just realized I'm behind on my gallon. But um, what I love about that is it's very symbolic of accomplishing things in life, right? Like if you want to accomplish something in your life, you want to, you know, make this amount of money a year, or you want to do this amount of sales today, or you want, you know, your business to be this effective, or, you know, you want to spend this much time with your children every day. It's not often something you can do all at once. You don't 
wake up in the morning, grab a gallon jug and just chug a gallon of water right away. First of all, that would be dangerous and probably not very safe. And second of all, it's, it's just not manageable. So what's cool about even what you just shared of your, of your three things is, or a couple of your three things is that the water drinking is symbolic of how you accomplish anything. You've got to do that in little bits and pieces. It's little by little. I feel like it's the micro decisions throughout your day that ultimately matter. It's these like little, you know, brick by brick is kind of like the analogy that that we use a lot with clients, whether it's like working towards their financial goals and aspirations, whatever the goal is, it, it happens in these little micro decisions and micro steps that you take throughout your day. It would be so easy for me to say, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got two big tall glasses of water left and it's 10 o'clock at night. Nah, I'm not going to do it. I'll skip that goal. But somewhere like deep in the back of my brain is like nagging me like, no, that was like, you got to do it. That was the commitment. And Matt and I, you know, we work with a, um, we have a, a business coach that we, that we meet with every other, every two weeks, right, Matt? And yeah. part of what he preaches to us is you can't let go of these little micro decisions. You can't let stuff slide because that over time can have a big long-term effect on you. So I, I try to, I try to really stick to these three things for me. I once, I once saw somebody and I saw a quote and I apologize to people that are listening that I, I can't remember who to attribute this to, but I remember seeing either an example or a quote um, and it was talking about a long journey. Like if you were going to drive from Los Angeles to Key West, okay. And it said, you know, especially if you were driving, you can only see so far down the road, right? And then let's say you're driving at night, you turn the headlights on and, and you know, pardon me because I don't know the exact distance, but let's say you can see, you know, 30 yards or 40 yards distance in your headlight, you know, with your headlights at night down the road. That journey from Los Angeles to Key West you're, you're not making that in these humongous jumps, but you're literally going only as far as your headlights or your view can take you. And if you look at life and if you look at what you're trying to accomplish that way, it's much less overwhelming than looking at Google Maps and going, oh my God, I got to drive all these thousands of miles and I got to do this amount of days. And, and instead you realize, no, you're going to take this journey 30 yards at a time or 50 yards at a time. So, I mean, that's what I love about the example of the water because water is so symbolic of life. You know, water is life. You know, you're trying to bring more of that into your body, not only to be healthy, but it's this conscious decision that you're making every day that I'm going to do this little micro decision that is going to make me in some ways a better person. By the way, you have fabulous skin, which I'm sure has a lot to do with your water consumption. Right. So you've got water, <laughs> you've, got, you've got eating greens. And what was your third one? Uh, reading 10 pages of a book a day, you know, and again, for me, it's just, you know, I want, it's, it's a mind body spirit thing. I want to be able to stay sharp, enrich my mind. You know, we, we focus so much on our work. Sometimes it's, it has nothing to do with, with work. It's just, it's, it's a different kind of release for me mentally to be able to read something completely unrelated to, to what we do. And, you know, you said earlier when we were talking, we were, when we were talking about our three things in our like kind of pre-conversation before we started our podcast, you used a word that jumped out at me and I wrote it down and you used the word intentional. And I want you just to like, you know, 15, 20 seconds. You said, when I read these 10 pages, I try not to speed read, but I try to make it intentional. Yeah, I do. And it's funny because when I, so when I say intentional, that means highlighting through it. That means take, I, I use Evernote to take notes, but you know, typing and keeping notes of the book that I'm reading, if there's things that are really good that I want to go back to, whenever I earmark a page, it's kind of hard for me. So I, I actually like to type and keep notes like that. But 10 pages sometimes could take me over a half an hour or longer to read through if I'm really trying to be mindful and intentional about whatever the topic is. I'm reading a book right now called 
um, crucial conversations. And it's taught and it's such an interesting read. And it's about um, the three things that that have to happen um, in order for a crucial conversation to take place, which is um, tensions are high. There's a there's a variance of opinion between one person and the other. Um, and the the conversation at hand is an important one. I think like that's vaguely the three. And I'm reading through this. I'm like, wow, this is so good. Like, you know, so I'm taking notes as I'm reading it. It's really interesting. Well, and probably the other reason it takes you so long to read is you're drinking so much water, you probably have to get up every five minutes to pee. But, also, you know, and, and there's a caveat, I will say, it's not uh, listening to an audiobook of 10 pages. It's literally reading 10 no, pages. No, there, there's something to that. And I want to throw something in there. So you're being present when you're reading this. And so yeah. there, there's, there's the, the, the greatest present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, that we can give anything or anyone is our presence. And what I mean by that is whether it's relationships, whether it's a book you're reading, whether it's your client, whether it's your customer, whether it's your significant other, the greatest present, the greatest gift you can give someone is your focus and your presence. We are all guilty of because we get busy when our, if you have children, when your child comes up to ask you a question, you kind of side eye them, half answer it. My kids call it my weird voice when I go, yeah, that's awesome. And that means I'm not giving them my presence. So I immediately turn, make eye contact, so what I love about what you're speaking about is it reminds me of the difference, the, the greatest present that we can give someone is our presence. And the greatest present you can give yourself is the presence of focusing on what you have to focus on. So dig in that. And that really kind of jumps into one of my three. Um, you know, I really struggle with this because I, I, you know, I don't follow the same discipline that John does. And we've yet to hear what Rich's three are, which I'm super excited for. But, um, you know, kind of just rifting off what Rich just said is, you know, for especially I have two boys at home, two young boys. And, um, you know, I, I throughout the day, uh, especially in this craziness that we're dealing with right now here in 2020, uh, you know, they're they're struggling for attention at times. And I'm running a business with John and we're doing podcasts and we're trying to, you know, we're very, very busy. So one of my three is every day, um, individually, not together, I read um, books to both my boys. Um, so it's something, it's every day. It's when we're on vacation, when we're at home, no matter where it is. And I do it, I do it to each one of them separately so that they have time with me end of day. You know, the, the house is quiet at that point. Um, you know, we read through a book, we talk a little bit about our day. And I really just try to be very intentional. If I have to say there's one thing that I do very intentionally, it's, it's that. And, uh, you know, it kind of gives me a good, uh, good closure to a day. Can we talk about what the books are that you're reading? I mean, is it like the four hour body <laughs> or like the four hour work week or so he's reading, he's reading, he's reading crucial conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So we are, my oldest son and I, we are knee deep in the super secret monster patrol, the monster awesome. notebook. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we're on book number 12 of it. Uh, actually every day we go through four chapters a night. Uh, and there's 16 chapters in each one of these books. So every call it week or so, we're ordering a new one off of Amazon. So actually last night we finished and my son was like, hey, can you hit the button right now so that tomorrow the new book will be here? And so we went through the whole process and, and did that. And with my younger son, we're still reading the classics, you know, Goodnight Moon, uh, Little Blue Truck, you know, some of the favorites. Uh, yeah. So uh, do, you, do, you know that, do you know that when you are an old, old man, and when you've left this world, maybe after living a very, very long life, I hope, you know, that's what your children are going to remember. They're not going to remember any expensive toy you bought them. They're not going to remember, you know, gifts and things. What they're going to remember, what they're going to tell your grandchildren 
is my dad used to read to me. I mean, that that is such a rarity in today's world that you're taking the time out of your busy day. Because I know how dedicated you are to your clients and how dedicated you are to your business. But to me, that is something I, you know, like I look back and I think, you know, my dad didn't do that. But I look back and think that whenever there was a cool movie out, the tradition was my dad always took me to that movie. And what I remember now as a 53 year old grown man is I remember watching Star Wars with my dad. I remember, I remember all of those little moments and you are creating not only memories, but you're setting an example for these two young, young men who are going to grow up someday to understand the value of presence. To, to of being there with and for someone. So I, I think that's great. What's your other stuff? So the, the other is, um, you know, I'm very uh, uh, dedicated to my to-do list. Um, so, you know, in, in work, in what I do uh, for a living is, um, you know, being a financial advisor, it, there is just a tremendous amount of tasks that go into that day, especially working with the 162 or so clients that John and I share together. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, lot of work to be involved. So um, my next one is I'm very intentional. If it is on my task list and on my to-do list, it gets done. And I, I, I've, you've heard on previous podcasts, I'm a big fan of Google and G Suites, which is what we use to operate our business off of. And um, they have a very good task tool. So you can actually cross things off, make notes, move. So I find for me every day when I get into my office, that is the first thing that gets done is looking at my task, for, task list for the day. And I don't group them. I don't batch work. I go from task to task. And I like that. It keeps my, my brain moving, keeps me sharp. So you're uh, random. So you don't, you don't have like, I'm going to do, I always do X, Y, and Z first. It's different things every day. And you find that that just keeps you kind of more stimulated. It does. More. Yeah. And, and John and I have talked about this a lot. You know, he, he's very meticulous about this block of time. He does emails. In this block of time, he does phone calls. And for me, I just don't, we're just wired differently. And that's also what makes us special or us all special is that we're all wild, wired a little bit differently. So for me, I've got to go, I've got to jump around a bit. Cause if I just do the same thing over and over again, I start to lose that momentum. And, I, feel uh, like, you know. I feel like Matt, that's kind of an important message for people to hear because everything you read and consume would probably track more to towards like knock out your big three things, you know, for the day first. And that, and that, that's definitely my style. That's what I do. You know, I like, I bat, like you said, I batch work emails and I always try to focus on what are the big three things that I want to move the needle on. But that doesn't necessarily, like, you know, we all hear that same information, different podcasts, books, whatever that you consume. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right way. There's not a right way to do anything and you need to kind of find what suits you the best. And that's what suits you the best is be, being able to, as long as you have it on that list, you know, it will get done. And I'm sure there is some level of prioritization in terms of like time, if it needs to be done tomorrow versus a week from now. Right. But yeah, I think it's the organization, you know, so, so if it had to boil down to it, it's, it's being very well organized and then choosing and then prioritizing from that organization. So, so the task cool. list helps me organize. All right. I know this has to get done today. The order in which it needs to get done is not, as important so i can jump from thing to thing so again it's not the same thing over and over again and yes john has taken me on this journey of trying to get efficient and some things work really really well and i know some things work really really well for him and some things for me i i try to do my own way and so as long as it gets done i guess the execution of it is not as important but the message is still the same you're you're still you're organized with your task list and you're intentional about it which, I mean, those are, those are two big takeaways from what you well, and, 
and, and not only that, the thing that jumped out at me is that this process is a, a workflow for you that keeps you interested, it keeps you stimulated, it keeps you excited about what you do because your personality type is the type that if you were to say, and every day the first thing I do is A, and then I do B, and then I do C, you would get bored. So in order to make you, to keep you, it's kind of like, you know, even exercising, you know, like some people have, are very regimented in the gym and the, the people that work out and that is how they do it and they find comfort. Some people go in and they kind of go with the flow and they don't, they just are like, today I'm gonna do cardio, today or tomorrow I'm going to do legs or, and I, I think it's, it's no matter what you're doing in your life, everyone that's listening, whatever keeps you not only present, but interested, excited, involved, stimulated, that's how you have to do it. And, and I think that you're, you know, seeing the, the diversity between how the two of you work. And I know the success that you've had in your business is is because of that diversity. I think if you were both exactly like John, or if you were both exactly like Matt, you know, I, I think you'd still be successful because you guys are both such hardworking people and you're such good people. But I think your success, you know, that I've observed as an outsider from your specific, you know, financial business is because of that. So I, I think that's a great example. And like to John's point, I think that's a breath of fresh air for people who feel like, oh my God, I've got to have this regimented thing. No, like as long as you've got the general idea and you you work that the way that's best for you. It's kind of like when I had a college roommate, you know, I study, I need silence. He studied, he need the radio on, like he needed music on, right? So, you know, we, of course he put headphones on so he didn't bother me, but we both still got decent grades. We just went about it in a different way. Absolutely. So what's your third, what's your third one? Okay. So number three kind of relates back to our business. So, you know, I deal with financial plans. I deal with uh, finance all day long. And so I also have two, our own personal financial goals. So when I'm looking at everyone else's finances, it's really hard for me not to pull up my own and to make sure that uh, we're hitting our own personal goals, whether that's working towards, uh, you know, moving down the road or, uh, you know, trying to pay off a piece of debt or, or doing something that helps us understand our budget, understands our cash flow and understands our investments. I feel it's important to look at that. That doesn't necessarily mean to take action every day on it. That doesn't mean to obsess over it and watch the stock market every 30 seconds throughout the day. But I think it is important for all of us to have an idea of where things are going on our budget. My wife always jokes about it because I get alerts when a credit card over a certain amount gets, um, you know, it goes on our credit card. I get alerts from it. And so I'll pop my head on my office like, what, honey, what, what was, what was that? And, you know, she's, she's really responsible. She's a, she's a really, she's actually very fiscally conservative, to be honest. So I never have to worry about that, but um, I'm always looking at it and she knows that. Um, and so, you know, again, it's, uh, it's having a really good handle on our finances because again, I believe that is the foundation to financial planning is organization and cash flow management. Well, there's something and, uh, important to your goals that you said, which is they're very, um, specific and measurable. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about attaining financial freedom and that's great, but that's a really vague goal. And that could be a moving target because financial freedom can be defined uniquely, you know, one person could view that completely different than another person can. So you've got to, I mean, I don't want to do the whole like smart acronym, like smart goals acronym, which we've all heard before, like specific, measurable, all that. But you, when Wait, it comes to well, finance, I, I, I've never heard that before. Specific. You've not heard that before. All no. right. Well, now that I just, you throw it out there. You can't go, I don't want to give you the recipe to the best cookies in the world. But anyway, like, what is it? So like, there's an you, acronym for SMART goals. And now as I'm talking, I'm Googling it. So I look super smart, but well, it's specific. So right. SMART, the acronym is SMART. It's specific, 
measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So time specific. So there's all, you know, there's all these different and that, you know, think about financial freedom. Okay. Well, that's not specific, nor is it measurable, nor is it time bound, right? It's not any of those things. So you got to start creating these boundaries around what these goals are so that there's specificity to it. So you know what you're working towards. If it's, well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I've also seen so many people get into financial trouble because they've, they've not been intentional about looking at it. You know, they bury their head in the sand. They put their, you know, they, they rack up that credit card. They, um, you know, they, they, they overspend. They're not tracking things. They're not making sure bills are getting paid. And it's just because they don't want to look at it or they don't, or, or, you know, it's not of interest to them. And so, you know, again, part of that is just making sure you have a really good handle on it. I don't look at every single bit of that every single day of the week. My point for saying one of the things that I do each day is one part of our financial life I look at. And again, it's picking one of these pieces, cash flow, budgeting, uh, investments, uh, you know, estate planning, uh, you know, those types of things are what we look at, at least try to do something each day to make sure we're trying to hit our measurable objectives. You may, you bring up a really good point though that a lot of people will they'll look at their finances like January at the beginning you know beginning of the year you know new motivations new goals so they create these financial goals for themselves and then they just basically bury it and don't look at it for the next year they don't look at their finances they don't see how things are progressing and I think kind of just tying back to what we're talking about creating three measurable things for you throughout your day to move the needle for your life over the course of the year it seems like for a lot of families and in your case too, it's like, it's really helpful to have some kind of financial element tied to that. So that when you think about what those goals were, you're actually working towards it. If it's budgeting, if it's spending less then you know, Monday through Friday, that's probably if you, if any of us are going into the office anymore, but like if you're going, you know, into the office, you're backing your lunch, you're not buying lunch every, every day, you know, or maybe not getting that like latte. We've talked about that before, like not getting that coffee or that latte and doing a homebrew. You know, so that could even be one of the three things that you do in your day. I think anything that you do, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's like you said, if it's not watched, it's not gonna, it's not gonna grow. If it's not watered, it's not gonna grow. If it's not, you know, taken care of, if you plant a plant somewhere where there's no sun and there's not enough water and the dirt's crap, then the plant's never going to grow. And I think a lot of people are that way with their money. Also, because we've talked about this in previous podcast and we'll probably continue to talk about this. There's fear, there's intimidation. You know, people have been told their whole lives, oh, you're not good with money. Oh, you know, we were born poor, we're gonna stay poor. Oh, you come from, you know, and people just get this whole psychology behind it. And then it, and you know, then it gets easy to kind of lose track of it. So I think that's great. Um, I love that idea, Matt, that, you know, just, you know, folks that are listening to this, even if, if you're, you know, whether you're a very, very wealthy person or somebody of more humble means, whether money is important, non-important, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about making sure that you have what you need to have for your life, for your family, putting food on the table, paying your rent, paying your mortgage, paying your car payments. The more you pay attention to it and the more you learn about how you can do better at it, it's, it's the same for everything else in life. So I love that. You guys want to mind? I do. Let's yeah. Do that's what I was just about to ask. So let's, you, you've, Kept us in anticipation, all podcasts. What are they? I love it, really. You know, there's one that I try to do every single day. So I'm I'm the elder of the group, only in age. Um, and one thing that I've really been um, focused on most of my life is fitness. 
and trying to, and I'm not talking about like seeing a pizza, say I'm a fitness in my mouth, not that, but I try like to focus on staying in shape. And I'm like, I've said before, I'm not like, like, you know, Mr. You know, going to run a marathon or, or, you know, going to be Mr. Olympia or anything, but I really, really, really try to look at myself as a 53 year old man in the Western world and think to myself, how can I be at a level of fitness, at a physique level, at a weight, at a health level that is not average? How can I boost that? So I make it, and it is absolutely something, unless I'm very sick or something has gone seriously wrong, I try to do something involving fitness every day. And that's usually going to the gym. I'm big on lifting weights. You know, I just, I just donated on red blood cells the other day and my, my um, cholesterol was like 164, which is really, really good for somebody my age. Um, you know, my blood pressure was 100 over 62, which is really good for somebody my age, considering that everybody in my family, both, both my parents, my father passed away, but my mom, my, my siblings have high blood pressure. I really try to focus on that. And I also find that it keeps me uh, stable. It helps me with my mental health. It helps get rid of my stress. And even if I can't get to the gym, then it's going to be push-ups. It's going to be something. But I, for as long as I live, will try to do something physical or exercise-oriented every single day of my life. And I don't know if it's paying off. I don't know if I look like I'm fit, but it's something that I really um, try to do. Yeah, Rich. I mean, you're you're obviously. I mean, I I think you're in great shape. And for the people who can't see you, actually, if they follow you on TikTok, they get to see that. But you really are in great shape, and. You're, you. you're, tw you're 20 years older than me. And that's something that, I mean, if I, if I'm thinking about what my power list is of these three things that a day that I want to do, I think I've shared with both of you. I, I, or maybe I even said it earlier today. I, I want to live to a hundred. I got 67 years left that I need to be healthy, both mind, body, spirit. You know, I, I want to be sharp. Alzheimer's runs in my family. Um, you know, there, there's so many different elements that I feel like the, those micro decisions that I'm doing today are for, the John that I don't even know what I'm going to look like if, you know, if I make it to 80 and 90, but then I think about 53 and I, you know, you see so many, so many people that are out of shape because it's just easy to be, you know, work consumes you, your life can, you get busy, like whatever, whatever. So then I look at you and it, it, it is inspiring to see that because you're, you are in such good shape and it's not just like a physical thing that you're like, you're physically in good shape, but like you just, you kind of said, like your cholesterol is, is, in check, you know, you see that too. A lot of people that like outwardly look like they're in good shape, but like they're not. You well, know? In, in this time and age, you know, in what we're going through right now in the pandemic, I mean, a lot of us are cooped up at home, don't have the option of going to the gym. So the fact that you're being very intentional about getting some energy out where normally in a normal environment, you would be out of the house or uh, traveling for work or doing whatever it is you're doing. You're not getting that right now. So yeah, no, I think mentally you need to have that. And uh, that's, that's a great one. It is. I even did, I even try to make it fun. You know, I, I do my, I have a, at home, I have a six-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son. And my 11-year-old son's about 90 pounds and my six-year-old daughter's about 45 pounds. So when I do push-ups, I do a warm-up set of push-ups by myself. And then I do how many push-ups I can do with my six-year-old um, on my back. So I have 45 pounds. And then I do how many push-ups I can do with my 11-year-old on my back. And it's, it's hard, but it's fun because they're there cheering me on and counting. And they remember what I did last time. So I think we can all do that. Whether it's you guys saw me, John was laughing at me. I got, you know, I get water, these water jug, these big five-gallon water jug things for my water uh, dispenser at home. And I grab two of them. They weigh about 40 pounds each. 
and I was doing lunges up and down the sidewalk just to kind of, you know, stay to do what I got to do. So yeah, yeah I right. was you watching you outside my window, just drinking water, trying to get my gallon in. <laughs> I love it. Well, so, so for mine, it's physical exercise. My second one um, is sort of in line with what um, Matt was talking about. I do have a different approach. So I, I'm kind of a high strung kind of anxious person. So my to-do list, I realized that as we were doing our pre-talk, my to-do lists are not only the things I have to get done, but they're things that are stressing me out that I'm worried about. Because right now I have things on my mind that I have to get done for my job and what I'm doing. And I find that as I get rid of these things off my list, my anxiety goes down. And so I call it my, I'm not, it's not only a to-do list, it's almost like my anxiety list. So I kind of like, what's stressing me out? What's freaking me out? And this might be something for some of you listening. Like if there's things like, oh my gosh, I've got this to do and not to do. There is something very, um, uh, there, there is sanity bringing about writing it on paper. Because first of all, when you write it down, sometimes it starts to feel less daunting because you go, oh, it's not as much as I thought. Sometimes not, but sometimes it is. And then as you get the satisfaction of crossing those things off, I find that my anxiety level, my stress level starts to go down. So I have a to-do list. I have it right now. I have it typed out and I make notes on it. I highlight things. I prioritize. I cross off. The third and the last thing that I do, which I'd have to tell you is something that I've been doing probably, I think I started it in 2009 and it, I try, if I get out into the world, I try to do an act of kindness every day. And I know that sounds a little like, oh, but I really am intentional about this. And I do it so much and I, I make it such part of my day that as we were talking about, I almost forgot. But literally as I'm leaving the house, I almost feel like I'm, if I forget to do it, I get stressed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do it. it. And I'm not patting myself in the back. I'm just telling you what I do. Like today I went to Target with my mask on, did all the things right. But as I was walking out of Target with my bags, there was a young woman who was cleaning the carts as they're cleaning them to keep them clean, to you know protect people. And you know, I'm thinking that if you're a, a Target team member and you show up to work, I'm sure that they rotate, take turns, but I'm sure like somebody goes, all right, you know, Sheila, you're on cart cleaning duty today. I'm sure it's not the one that like, it's not like SpongeBob going, I want to do it. You know, it's like, I'm sure it's not like, that was a decent SpongeBob. You got to admit it. I do, it was not that, I do a better Patrick. Gee, SpongeBob. But anyway, so I'm sure it's not like the one that like people are dying to do, right? So I saw her doing it as I'm walking out and I thought to myself, wow, that's so cool that she's doing that. And I said, I, sh I should say something to her. So I said, excuse me. And she turned around and I said, thank you so much for doing that. I'm sure that is not the most fun job in the world to do here at Target, but you know what? You're doing that. You're keeping those things clean. You know, for all you know, you're preventing people from getting sick. I'm sure it's not a blast to do and I'm sure it gets tedious. Thank you so much. She literally like dropped her hands, tilted her head and looked at me and, and she was probably in her early twenties. And she said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. For I go, no, thank you. you know, and I walked out with a little bit of this endorphin dopamine kind of happy feeling and i you know maybe i'm thinking too highly of myself but it makes me wonder if this young woman maybe goes home today or talks to her significant other or her family or a coworker and says somebody actually thanked me for cleaning the carts you know and i just think those little things that we can do every day are are such builders of a good life and when you think about this 1095 1,095 things that you can do every day. If you think about drinking water or eating greens or reading or reading books to your kids, being intentional, 
taking care of your business to-do list and doing it in whatever way works better for you, looking at your money, looking at your finances and whatever way you do that, even if that's just, you know, how much am I going to spend today? If you think about, you know, an act of kindness, if you think about just walking your dog around the block or doing a set of push-ups or doing some sit-ups or, you know, whatever your health level is, maybe you can't do that much. Maybe it's, you know, sitting in a chair and, 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 and taking little five pound weights and just, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's little things that you do every day. I follow a guy on TikTok um, who is trying to lose hundreds of pounds and every day he posts a video of him just dancing to I've like some little awesome. yeah, I love I do edit him because I was so impressed with him and I thought to myself this is so simple he doesn't need a gym he doesn't need anything but but he's losing weight he's losing every day he puts I've lost 60 I've lost 90 and it's so inspirational if it's having the things that are on your mind and writing them down and being intentional about knocking one or two of those off the list so your life can feel better. Here's why we're here doing this podcast. We want you to have a better life. And we think that if you just did three little things every day, it could be consistent things that you do all the time. They can shift. But if you just said to yourself, when you woke up in the morning or if you're a night shift worker, you woke up in, in the afternoon, whenever you're sleeping, if you wake up and you go, what are the three things that I'm going to do today to make my life a little better? Imagine at the end of a year that you've done 1,095 things. If you've read 3,650 pages like John has intentionally, if you've read, you know, four chapters a night with your kids every night, I, I can't even do the math on that in my head. Think about what that brings you and what we're here for and why we're even doing this podcast is not because we've got it figured out because I always joke around, we can consider ourselves works in progress and we're probably a lot more work than we are progress but you know what that's that's what life's all about the best present you can give yourself or you can give the people around you your loved ones your significant others your children your clients or your customers is your presence it's being there and doing things that help you to be a better person helps you with that any other comments you guys want to make before I wrap it up no you close it out great man finish it Listen, out take them all the way Absolutely. Well, listen, we want to thank you all for listening to the three to win podcast. Here's our only ask. Would you please be kind enough to rate us with five stars if you love it? If you don't love it, just, just go to another podcast. You know what I'm saying? But if you do, we'd love that. And leave some comments because we love the comments. They mean the world to us. And if you would share this podcast with people that you think might benefit from it, we'd also appreciate that. We want to thank you for being here. We want to thank you for what you do every day. And we want to thank you for taking the time to try to make things a little bit better for yourself because when you make yourself better, you make the world better. And isn't that what it's all about? Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. You have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Three to Win is a podcast for the high achieving self-starter that understands there has got to be a better way to maximize their potential. You can help us create impact by sharing this with a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast.